Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey map and 1080thefan.com. Hey, 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 happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful radio listeners. Hope you're having a wonderful start to your weekend. Because I know one person that is not. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Will Darkens. Will! Uh, You're pissed. Uh, you are mad. Uh, I am watching golf by choice. I have the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, Pebble Beach is actually where we're going to play at the uh, Fan Winter Classic on February 27th. Uh, so if you sign up now, uh, Vancouver or Tualatin, you can come out and play Pebble Beach with the Fan at the Winter Classic at X-Golf. It's going to be sweet. But you are being There's forced... There's an X-Golf at Pe- Pebble Beach? No, uh, a Pebble Beach course at x go oh, so you oh, go okay. on you sorry, play sorry. on the simulators inside so Got we'll it. be playing at pebble beach from the luxurious confines of x golf in 12th or vancouver Ooh. so you can sign up just go to 1080thefan.com find the events page go on right there sign up your foursome uh there's a noon there's a four o'clock the whole the whole thing's going to be great yeah. uh also confirmed uh we're gonna have food from victorico's and uh pearl catering uh as part of the urban restaurant group that owns bricks and whatnot so it's gonna be my goodness it's gonna be uh, pretty sweet. What an event. A bunch of overweight 40-year-old men hitting golf balls, and, eating Mexican food. And? Get ready, toilets. And? Drinking beer. Drinking so, beer. So, don't forget that. But you are really being forced. Really get ready, toilets. You're being forced to watch golf right now. Why? Because uh, I have the Pro Bowl after-school festivities <laughs> uh, going on here. The the Pro Bowl Junkyard Games. It's the Pro Bowl after school activities. All right. So what are they doing now? I was so when I came in this morning, you were watching them try to cut catch as many balls out of the punt kicking machine as they could. Yep. And so if you catch one, 
you have to hold on to that and then catch two. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have two in your arms, and mm. then you have to catch three. Mm. I didn't see who won, but I think he yeah. had six or seven. Okay. So that's what was going on. But that's a lot of there's, balls. There's footballs involved, at least. What have they moved to? Uh, they are doing a golfing challenge where the pro bowlers are attempting to land a golf ball on uh, the greens. Oh, the putting green. Is that what it's called? So they're chipping? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Approximately how far away are they from the ball? I have no clue. And they're hitting the ball into the air. Yeah. And, and then, trying to land. And so then they're trying to land it. I mean, it really doesn't matter because they're not playing football, so. They're not playing football. No. I mean, yeah. think about it this way. Okay. Like, what if you were a fan of Gordon Ramsay, right? Oh, oh. And my kids are. Yeah, They okay. love the MasterChef Junior. They love and it. I'm so-so on him. But the kids, you know what? He does a pretty good job uh, relating to the kids. I watched one season of MasterChef Junior, and I just thought to myself, like, how many lawsuits has that show taken from Gordon Ramsay like inadvertently harassing the children. The, I think it's season three where he picks up the kid and throws him through the plate glass window. Is that true? Pretty, no. Oh. He's going to go <laughs> he home does, and get that one. They do They do cook up the, uh, they do like the uh, outdoor challenges. So they bring everybody to Gordon Ramsay's palatial estate and then uh, they have the children cook for his snobby friends. So they, don't touch anything. They sit around drinking wine. Oh, no. They don't let him in the house. They, they cook outside. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I'm telling you, they do. So on one side of the, the house, the kids are cooking out of doors. And yeah. then on the other side of the house, all the, the, the hoity-toits mm. are, are eating on the other side of the house. But they don't know that they're judging Master Chef Junior because he also does Master Chef. I see. So they think it is full-grown people. So they do all the judging, and then they're like, meet your chefs. And it's seven-year-old Emily and eight-year-old yeah. Todd and, and, and so then 12-year-old Brick. And uh, they all come out, and everybody's like, oh, my goodness, that was made by kids. So no, these I don't smarmy have slime balls basically have to be like, oh, it tasted good. Uh, well, no, they do the judging before they know. So they, if it doesn't That's taste good, saying. they can say, but... Gordon Ramsay and his uh, other judges, uh, who are chefs, I imagine. Right. Uh, but they go around and they're like, they're like checking the food before it's served because they don't want to kill anybody. Yeah. And so he pick, he'll pick up like a whole leg of chicken and then like throw it into the lawn. You can't serve this. People will die. And he'll whip a chicken. But he hasn't hit any children that I know. That's my favorite part of restaurant, whatever it's called. Restaurant blow up or that <laughs> show. Hothead restaurant chef guy takes yeah. over the restaurant. Yeah, when he goes into a crap restaurant and yeah. then like he literally will within the first 10 minutes just go, shut it down. Shut it down. Yeah. Get everyone out. Yeah. Go. You're making people sick here. me. Which, by the way, if I was in that restaurant at the time when he's like, shut her down, and I was like eating, I'd be like, well, I'm going to finish my meal, yeah. and I paid for it, so no. Yeah. You'll wait for me, sir. So anyway, we're talking about Gordon Ramsay. And then you get and... food poisoning. Yeah, I don't okay. care. Anyways. I paid for okay, it. Okay, so. You're comparing the Pro Bowl to Gordon Ramsay. No, so I'm, I'm comparing it in this way, right? I'm a Gordon Ramsay fan. Right. Finish you love thought. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. And you go, hey, guess what? Uh, it is a best of Gordon Ramsay. Not oh, like a clip show. It is like, hey. He's coming doing all the things that you Yeah, love. you're going to get him. You're going to get uh, all these other famous chefs together. And they're going to like do some cooking games. Sure. And you're like, oh, that's cool. And right in the middle of the cooking games... They just decide to clean the house. 
They're like they Ooh, they share their techniques like on cleaning. I love that idea because the part right. the biggest part about making a meal is no no how no do you no sir cleaning? no no let me let me let me stop you right there yeah like cleaning a living room well not, not a kitchen com- yeah that's what I'm saying if people are coming over you're cooking and the living room needs to be clean I like this show when is it on okay then I think these Pro Bowl games are for you right. then can I say one thing about the Pro Bowl games the the <laughs> little punt catching exhibition that I did watch uh huh. Seemed like the the bros out there catching po- footballs, having a good time. Great. You know what? That's part of it. It's part not. Of it. Why not? Because this right here. Oh, you could. Th- you this could is it. Out. This is entertainment. Well, this yeah. is supposed to be entertainment. This is for my benefit. Oh, this is why. Oh, oh they did it for you. Oh, excuse me. Yes, everything on this television is for me, the consumer. Yeah. This is why I say about the NIL and college football. Never should have paid those kids. <laughs> I don't want to pay them. Are you kidding You're not me? Paying them? No, free labor. I don't <laughs> want my school to have to pay for talent. No, I want the best product out there. And now that my school has been relegated to Mountain well, Purgatory well, West, well, it's West Coast Conference. Well, whatever. And independent for football. Yeah, whatever. That's, it's a, yeah. That's a win, dude. That's the thing about sports, and I've, I've mentioned this many times. That's the thing about sports. I think people forget about is that they start to treat sports as a civic activity or yeah. like as a part of a government or like a, a communal understanding. It is not. Sports on television, pro, now college pretty much, it is a product. It is a product mm. for you to consume. Otherwise, they wouldn't put commercials on those. Yeah. They wouldn't have product endorsements. The reason they do that is so that when you watch, you'll go buy the crap that they put on there. I, if I want to be entertained, quit showing a bunch of gol- or, uh, football players golfing. Okay. I you, want a better product. Okay. You know you don't have to watch it. Yeah, it's on, though. So. <laughs> and the remote is... It's over. It's over. Um, also, a lot of these stadiums are funded by the public, so there is some civic aspect to it. Also... Uh, don't throw that. The why not? tax money thing. Why not? <laughs> There are listen. Dude, if you want to talk about things you should support that you're funding, hey. let's go down the list. No, no, well, no, but you you said it is not a civic activity. It is a entertainment, purely entertainment. The other thing is there are people, uh, adult, full grown adults, you, your age and mine, yeah. that are paying money right now to play sports and a lot of sports. They're paying to play in their flag football leagues. They're paying to play softball. They're paying to play rec league basketball. Okay, everybody's paying a lot to play golf. Except okay. for you. Uh, so these are things that we look at it and we go, Emil, I'll bet you there's That has teen- nothing to do with me I, watching the I NFL. Under- I understand. I'll bet you there are kids out there right now watching this going, wonder how many punts I can catch. And they're sitting in their backyard right now doing that. I'm just telling you. It's not. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you're the, uh, you're the key demographic for the Pro Bowl. So just put on an old episode of Bones or whatever it is that you like. I don't like Bones. Uh, uh, suits. Suits. There. Sorry. That's the one. Put on Suits. I watched like half a put season on, of Suits. Put on Psych or Monk or whatever. Monk, whatever. That's a good one. Put, hey, whatever the USA Network is delivering you for entertainment, put that on right now and shut up about the Pro Bowl. It's not for you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces 
of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The USA Network is definitely not for me, though you do present an interesting question. Who is the USA Network for? Oh, I don't know. Because the shows on it, it doesn't really like jive with anything I can like put in my head. Like I can't, right? Like, like NBC, right? Like I can just put in my head who's probably watching NBC. Some old liberal person who's 65 and up. Okay. What what is on NBC? So you've got Law and Orders, like Law twelve Law and Order shows. Yeah, the murder mystery, Dateline kind of. Oh, thing. is that okay? Yeah, that's a NBC thing. Yeah, I think that fits with kind of what's. You giant. have those quirky comedies like The Good Place that are all kind of around these liberal centered messages ah. of togetherness and com- uh, acceptance and. Do they uh, have comedy. Big Bang? Is that uh, is no? That... Now that's CBS. Okay. And CBS, you can imagine, is the uh, person who's been working at a factory or job for 20 plus years and just retired basically any broadcast network just think of retiree well yeah yeah. they're trying to hit the well and then they go local news to follow local news yeah and they they do they have the tom Selleck show on there is cbs the one with all the chicago shows no who has all the chicago i think that's nbc oh is it i think well somebody's trying to appeal to the midwest there it feels like Chicago Perhaps. Fire, Chicago, Chicago Police, Chicago Hot Dog Vendors, Chicago Pizza Makers. Chicago Sex Workers. Ooh, I'd watch that one. They what? should do that one. I mean, they have Law & Order SVU. Yeah. It's the same thing. Just like sex workers uh, of all the different cities. Like NCIS has like uh, New Orleans and Miami or whatever. So they could do Sex Workers Chicago followed by Sex Workers Miami followed by Sex Workers Des Moines. Yeah, Des Moines, that was a... Yeah, that was sweeps. I'm guessing <laughs> it was a sweeps episode. Uh, it was a crossover episode with uh, uh, <laughs> with with St. Paul, Minnesota. Talk about one of the easiest crossover concepts, because you could just. I mean, there's really nothing that like delineates any of those ever, like yeah, SVU or like yeah. C- CSI, right? Like it's so easy to cross all those over because really, like when they show you these scenes, right? They're like. CSI Miami they're outside maybe 30% of the time the other part is they're inside which is just in a studio which is like you know they can mesh it's not a big deal can I pitch you something right now sure you're you're a big television exec right uh I I present myself as that to people to 
cover up the fact that I don't really have an interesting job. Gotcha. So Portland, Oregon, like their nationwide, uh, uh, the opinion of Portland nationwide is that the whole city is in decay and crumbling. Can we get one of these shows? CSI Portland, uh, you know, uh, Proud Boys Portland, uh, Antifa Portland. Uh, I don't think that would be what they'd no. want to do. Oh, Portland doesn't want to do it, but if you're no, a no, I think exec, the network would say, "Yeah, we're looking for more like like fentanyl Portland or yeah, like that's what, homeless Portland." Yeah, let's go. But Port- get Portland one of these shows where every day there's a new mystery. You have to figure out why half of Portland's on fire. I have thought that it would be a good concept for a show with a really bad city and then like centering around social workers. Oh, oh you, okay, so you're not a TV exec. Oh, dude, that's an incredible idea. Are you uh, serious? No, no, it's a compelling idea, but for TV, you're, I thought we were trying to Why? appeal to retirees. Uh, yeah. Uh, they care about people? Uh, no, that's the point. Oh, gotcha. Social workers, they chat and gossip against each other oh, constantly. Oh, so they're not, they're not, uh, they're out there to help people, but, but like, it's always about the inner network uh, of everything. You remember, like, the good, or not the good place, what is that uh, stupid one with America, Fira? Um, the Jane the Virgin? No, the, they're at the department store. Oh, they're, I don't know. You know what I mean, though, right? I think so. Is it's it kind of Superstore sp- or something? That's it, yeah. Is that what it is? Super Never did watch that one. Superstore's not about the customers. It's literally well, about, like, is. the little community inside, like the office, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. about the office workers, not the company and what they actually I do. I really thought if they dedicated their paper sales energy in that show, we could have learned a lot. But instead, it was just a gossip around the office. That's yeah, it. I hated that show. If you did a show- I want to know more about selling paper. Centered on social workers and then gossiping, and then you had the side stories of these people with Ooh. effed up lives and how they intermingle, dude. That's an incredible idea for a show. That's uh, my wife has started rewatching the show House. You remember House? I, g- I gave House, House a try. I wasn't. I wasn't entertained. Watched a few episodes of that with her recently, but she's she she'll take some of these old shows and just put it on and it's like it's like what's on while she's, you know, cooking or uh while she's, you know, doing work that she doesn't really want to put her full mm-hmm. brain into or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she'll be on the computer and she'll have house on in the background. But you watch some of those episodes and the whole bit is he's trying to save these people that have very complex medical issues. But they're just uh they're just an allegory for what's going on in the interpersonal mm-hmm. dynamics. I think you're right. There you go. So social uh, workers, you think people get behind that? I, I think if it was compelling enough, yeah, that's such an easy backdrop. <laughs> if it's compelling enough. Well, you can make but, anything work, work if it's compelling enough. You could make Pro Bowl football players hitting golf balls entertaining if it's compelling enough. Well, exactly. That's if, the like, point why okay, uh, there's so, a bunch of gra- there's a huge graveyard of uh, of medical TV shows. Yeah. That should be compelling enough, sure. shouldn't it? Sometimes it's not. Yeah. Just like with a social worker-centered show. It could work if it's compelling enough and written well. You and I just had a conversation before the show about watching uh, Jingle All the Way, right? Oh, sure. And I showed you one scene. What a great, great movie. And the writing obviously was not done by a writer. It was done by a producer who, like, a month before, they were like, oh, crap, we don't have a budget for the writer because we paid Arnold and Rita Wilson so much. Can you write this movie? (laughs) Uh, well, everything we wrote, Arnold can't deliver, so we're rewriting yeah. it as we go. Arnold, try this. Arnold, try that. They just, you know, that there's just like, all right, let's do like six more takes and see if we can cobble any of this together and make it look like yeah. he's a concerned parent. Oh, yeah. yeah. The agent looked at the script and just had a sharpie and was going, he can't pronounce that. No. <laughs> he can't, don't make him say that. 
Those you can't. He can't say those words. Three words between that each other. That is off brand. No, we're you, not doing that. This this looks like a monologue. I expressly said no monologues yeah. for Arnold. He needs to be speaking for two and a half seconds at a time. Seven if it words, breaks that barrier, seven words. It's losing it. Shot. Yeah, losing now, now it. Change the angle. Reset. Seven words. Let's move on. Yeah. So the Pro Bowl. It's entertaining. Uh. Yeah, whatever. Are you more excited for tomorrow's flag football game or next weekend's football game? We will uh, discuss both as we uh, start the show. This is this is a show called The Sinner and the Saint. If you're just joining us for the first time, you're welcome. This is 1080 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When the lights go down, moon goes up and the music sounds. St. Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. So you just have a show with Portland and the guys who clean up the homeless spaces. Oh my gosh. Dude, go that's around. the companion show. Cycle back around. Yes. Oh, it goes with the social work. Yeah, it goes with the like social Like the guys that go out there and do it. Yes. Yeah. There was a suggestion on the uh, Vancouver Ford text sign. Portland DHS. DHS? Do I, should I know what DHS Department is? of Human Services. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, just call the show that, and then you yeah. can have all of those people. It's like yeah, the people Portland in the office, street out on the yeah, street cleaning. Yeah, friends with the garbage men. Yeah, Gotta and then up. you could have the local government be a central, or not a central part, but like an additive part to each of the shows. Yep. So the crossover Ooh. is mentioning like the mayor, or like yeah. oh that counselor. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, oh, we're going to the mayor's office, and look, there's the guy from uh, Portland NCIS is there as well. Yeah, crossover. It's a crossover night today on Portland's disaster unit versus Portland's cop unit versus the trash collectors. Not a bad way to go. Special guest, Dave Coulier. <laughs> Sign me up. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dave yeah. Coulier as one of the social workers trying to convince somebody to get off fentanyl. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, just you cut it out. out. You got to cut it out. All right. Your Pretty kids much. need you. What was what was the uh, Uncle Joey? What was his uh, real name? But it's the same guy. It's just like an extension of his character. And oh, like my. He, and he has a whole backstory that wow. connects him from Full House to where how he got to Portland. 
and his own own journey through drug abuse and everything and now after yeah after. well this should be pretty easy he lived in san francisco right that's yeah. where they lived yeah sure okay well yeah, yeah so they moved, moved out of the house he hit on hard times after that because he wasn't get, living yep. with them yep. anymore had to get out of town had to get out of town you know went yep. to rehab and then mm. relocated to portland yep. where yep. he got a job with dhs and this is what he's doing now let's go so and I, then you could get the uh you could probably if you paid enough get one of the cameo. sister in there too. Oh the, yeah, you can Mary oh, Kate all, all Ashley. The, all the cameos from all the full yeah. house except for Bob Saget cuz you know, he's dead. Sure is. Yeah. But yeah, get everybody to show up and talk about it. After Danny Tanner died, he had it we went hit our times. Ooh. Oh man. Yeah. Hmm? Why are we doing this on air? Somebody's going to steal this idea. Dang it. All the Hollywood producers listen to this show. Half the half the new television shows that come out have been botched jobs of stealing things that we've talked about. Can we talk about a TV show that was on last weekend? Yeah. You are a huge Lamar Jackson fan. He's your favorite football player, not just currently, but ever, yes? Uh, Okay, let's go with that. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Uh, I want to get your opinion of that game. A lot of people, a lot of people uh, dogging on uh, Lamar because uh, he doesn't have it in the big games. Of course, uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, and the Chiefs go and beat the Ravens, and now they are going to the Super Bowl again for the nineteenth time in seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your What was your thought on uh, that game last weekend? I mean, it was exactly that. The fact that I think, uh, you know. <laughs> What what was Steve Young's thing? Get the monkey off his back. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it now for Lamar Jackson. This is his thing. Um, you know, I would say it's even more his thing uh than it is Josh Allen's. You Ooh, know, Josh yeah. Allen played incredibly well. He yeah. was willing that team to a victory over the Chiefs that would have put them in the AFC title game for the second time since his tenure there. Yeah. So you know, that's kind of the difference. I know that people are kind of trying to lump those two together and saying, like, oh, Josh Allen uh lamar jackson just you know not up to the moment dude josh allen has lived up to the moment even when they got disappointed in that uh divisional round game like he played incredible but the problem with lamar jackson i think is that once he gets on the big stage he doesn't do what's necessary to win a game because he is so absorbed in becoming this quarterback that he thinks he should be. Mm. There were many moments in that game where I just thought to myself as he was darting in and out of the pocket and going back in where I go, dude, just run the ball. Yeah, just go get six yards right yeah, now and just then have, go. A, have a second and four. It's the yeah. AFC title game. I'm fine that you did that in the divisional round, which, by the way, he didn't really play well in the divisional round in either. Second, second half, though, he, he, he made quick decisions. He made that quick was decisions, yeah. yeah. But that's what I thought about when I was just like, dude, this is the AFC title game. Just do whatever it takes to win the game. It doesn't matter at this point. Like yeah. that, and again, there's the other difference with jo- uh, between him and Josh Allen is the fact that that's what Josh Allen was doing in these games. It's like if he didn't find anyone downfield and there was obviously just too much coverage, he'd take his big ass body and just go, <laughs> "All right, dude, I'm going to go get 12. Like yep. this is what I got to do. Go take on some linebackers." Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that that's what you know. He is so uh, uh, Lamar Jackson is so wrapped up in this thing in his head of like, you know, people only think of me as a running quarterback. You know, I got to prove them wrong. I got to show that I'm a true passer when in reality, dude, that's fine. But if you want to win games, sometimes you got to do it with your best asset, which in his case is his feet. Well, and, and there's, there was also an element with the, the offense was they had to make spectacular plays mm-hmm. and not just make decent plays. Like the best play the chiefs made in that, 
in that game or the one that stands out as the most incredible was the one where Patrick Mahomes just dances around and chucks a wounded duck to a falling Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. to make that play. But that wasn't wasn't a big play it, it, from a you know a yardage standpoint or whatever. But that's a backbreaker for a defense that stopped them for nine and a half seconds and still couldn't stop the completion. But picking up, what was it, 12 yards or something. Yeah. But those are the ones that make such a difference where you feel like you have Patrick Mahomes stopped. And that defense is great in Baltimore. I mean, all the records that they set during the regular season, they stopped them from scoring in the, the majority of the second half where that game was... They kept giving it back to the the Baltimore offense going, all right, just go make this a one-score game. And Lamar Jackson and company couldn't do it. But they also didn't stick with the game plan that got them there, which is let's run the ball, make the down and distances advantageous for a dual-threat quarterback. Because if you have Lamar Jackson needing to pick up a third and four, is such a difference between picking up third and eight, third and 12, whatever yeah. it was. And then the other thing was you have in the pregame for that, you saw all the chippiness and the team's kind of going back and uh, forth. The Tucker thing. Yeah. The Tucker thing, but there was also other kind of scraps around the field. Mm-hmm. Like the Tucker one got the most attention. But there was there was guys jawing at each other before. Yeah. And when you get into the game and the two teams that are jawing at at each other, one has been there before, the other hasn't. I mean, that was the first time Baltimore hosted an AFC title game since the Colts in the 50s or whatever it was. And you have one team, once a game starts, gets bonehead penalty after bonehead penalty mm-hmm. after bonehead penalty. Who was the one that you think instigated all of that stuff to try to get in the other one's head? If you told me that the Chiefs did that on purpose, I would believe you. I haven't heard anything of that, but it felt like they were the ones that go, let's get under their skin early and often. Let's do it pregame and just watch them self-implode. And they and they kind of did. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're completely right, and I think to what what you're speaking to is something that gets regularly forgotten in the NFL playoffs, and something that I honestly forgot because I I called the Chiefs out of there in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. I thought you know obviously they would beat the Dolphins, but like I just thought the Bills were on a hot streak. They had a hot hand. They 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 knew what they were doing, but it is it's experience, mm-hmm. and sometimes experience in the playoffs provide you that extra little bump you need to just kind of get over the hump because honestly watching that game i'm sorry the chiefs really don't look that good no they I look fine yeah. like it was mostly the Baltimore. first two drives they look great sure yeah and yeah, then, yeah and then and then the poise at the end of the game those are the two yes. like they they did enough the defense looked incredible by the way yeah. now that's that's also withstanding uh, as you mentioned you know the 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 incompetence of the Ravens' offense, which mm-hmm. I, who knew who knows what the hell was going on oh, there. Man. But uh, yeah, the defense played incredibly well. Patrick Mahomes kind of ran for his life quite a bit and got as many passes as he could to just at least keep the offense <laughs> on the field to give the defense a rest. I mean, can I just point yeah. out one play that where you forget how great of an athlete uh, Patrick Mahomes is? Oh the, yeah, the sack. Ends up being a sack, but where he gets his legs twisted up and brought down and he kneels on the defender and pops back up and has like a little second life. Because when that play initially happened, I'm like, oh, they just broke his leg. No, he just he just does like a pirouette in the arms of a tackler, pops up without touching the ground with anything besides his hand and pops up to continue playing. Uh, But it was it was just the Chiefs kind of maintaining. They had the lead, so they don't they don't need to take 
chances that you know that are going to no. put themselves in risk. So part of it was they kind of went a little conservative, and rightly so when you look at the end result too. Yeah, and uh, to the on Mahomes, do, you saw the whole thing about him in the locker room um, after the game. No, I actually didn't. Well, they showed him. Uh, I think he got the game ball or something, and uh, they showed him with his shirt off, and everybody online started commenting on how like he has a dad bod oh, pretty sure. much. Yeah. And it's, it's got, funny. He's, he's got like a weird gait when he walks. Yeah. And he like, he doesn't look... He's not ripped. No, no. But no he means. looks like a football player, which is to say, like, he's got beef on him. Yeah. And, I mean, that's kind of how you have to look. Yeah. You know, you don't want to look like... Um, shredded. Yeah, or like what's-his-nuts from uh, Philly, that receiver who uh, on the husband. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Devontae Smith. Yeah, Devontae uh, Smith. You know, you don't want to look like him because then... You'll get torn into pieces. Yeah. So, the fact that he has not been often injured is pretty miraculous. He was injured early on, but you are correct. He's not, now he's, he's not. not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's he's got a little of the uh, Tyler Lockett, uh, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get out of the way of these hits. Well, and, too, uh, that's what I love so much about it because Mahomes then commented on it and was like, come on, man, I got kids. Like, yeah. you can't do me like that. But, like... Yeah, man, I I think that's the thing that, and again, I, I admit that I do this too, is that I, you just forget about that going to the playoffs. That experience really matters yeah. a lot. Obviously, having Patrick Mahomes helps a lot too. Well, and but, having Andy Reid. I mean, I mean yeah, you're talking about Andy the experience Reed. at head coach and quarterback, yeah. but it's all over the field with this team too. I mean, having a guy like Chris Jones, it was it was funny because there was a, you know, like this, this seems like a moment that Chris Jones needs to go and make a play. And it was just a batted ball, but he goes out there and just makes the right yeah. play. And yeah. you have an all pro on the defensive line. But like the second they called his name, he goes in and makes a play. And, and you know, having guys like that around you, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones and all of those guys, if you don't have that experience, you look to your left or you look to your right and there's a guy that does. That gives you a lot of confidence, but it also gives you a sense of calm where you can go, all right, I've got dudes around me. Just do my job, mm-hmm. and we can do it. Where it felt like the Ravens, they start getting out of position and trying to do make the big play. Zay Jones, that taunting penalty was so dumb, and then the fumble was, I think, bad luck. Where you know you that ain't bad luck. Well, but another yard. Talk it's a great ball, play. Dude. It's a great play by Snead. Well, he's trying to get the touchdown, but if he makes you have it the first play, down. Well, but if they have the ball on the nine yard line instead of the twenty four yard line or whatever it is after the fifteen yard penalty. It's a very different uh, run uh, to the end zone, too. I, so. I was very just disgusted by that. Whatever. That really, that, guy, that was bad. But that's dude, a guy trying you know, to do too much. Yeah, it just, situational. Where, you know, we all crap on Bill Belichick now because we say that Tom Brady, uh, you know, made him. I think they made, they each, made other, each other, quite totally. honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Belichick literally preaches this constantly. If you listen to his mic depths or you just listen to him talk in interviews. Awareness, yep. situational yep. awareness. Yep. One of my favorite clips he's ever had was um, him talking to a defensive lineman, and I'm actually going to pull it. And uh, well, let's do that. We've got to do yeah, a sports we, we center update. Like, we can talk yeah. about Bill Belichick so without awesome. a job. He uh, doesn't have a job, but this coaching yeah. point that he does with this defensive lineman just it like it hammers home exactly like how he thinks about everything. It will be a good transition into some other coaching decisions in the other game that was played last week, and I want to get your thoughts on those. Uh, first, of course, this Sports Center update.
The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in, uh, Will Darkins. He doesn't just work when the microphones are on. He's digging up uh, clips of the greats. Bill Belichick, uh, how surprised are you, uh, Mr. Darkins, that Bill Belichick did not get a job in this coaching cycle? Not. Yeah. Not very good situations, especially after Dallas hired or didn't hire Mike McCarthy, retained him. Yep. Yep. And then uh, the Bills decided not to. Yeah, do with it, Sean McDermott. Yeah, you're you're really looking for that uh, Steve Kerr spot where somebody fires the Mark Jackson that has the team close but not close enough. Yeah, they're and, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just it, the yeah. Chargers, sort of. They're kind of ready to go. Yeah, well, better certainly better uh, spot for um, Jim Harbaugh, and I think I think that's part of it too. If Jim Harbaugh wasn't in the uh, didn't throw his name in the pool, it probably makes a big difference for uh, Good, for yeah. Bill Belichick as well. So Good. getting a guy that's uh, what fifteen years younger, uh, <laughs> but still has a I mean a ton of experience because yeah. a lot of the guys that were hired, you know, you, you bring up uh, you know the Seahawks as for example, a thirty six year old is very different than hiring. It's a good get by you guys. I'm pretty excited about it. I, I I, I watched the game where the Ravens absolutely dismantled uh, the Seahawks offense. Uh, I think they had six first downs the entire game. So if you get the guy that did that to the Seahawks uh, on his side, on their sideline, I think that is helpful. Uh, but we were talking uh, in the last segment about uh, Zay Flowers and uh, situational football, uh, you know, going for the bolt, going for the goal line. Uh, which ultimately ended up being the fumble that was uh, one of the biggest moments of last weekend's game, reminded you of Bill Belichick in situational football. Did you find the clip you were looking for? I did. For? This is during a practice, and it's him one-on-one with the defensive lineman um, talking about the idea of uh, going off sides when the offense is backed up very close to their own goal line. What's going to happen if the offense jumps offside? Don't be fired up in Balls, ins- a balls on a one-yard line. Half the distance of the goal. How far is that? About this far. Right? Balls on a one-yard line. Half the distance of the goal, they get penalized two inches. So why not try to draw you guys offside, right? That's the cheapest five yards they can get. That's the situation. They're backed up. you got to be ready for a hard cadence. That gets them off the goal line. All right, they miss it. What do they got to lose? Nothing. Two inches. They're they're on a one yard line anyway. Okay. Situations. Situations. So here's the funny thing about. I mean, first of all, great clip. That's a that's exactly kind of what you're talking about. Where yeah. where if you fumble the ball in that situation, uh, it's probably going in the goal line. Yeah. It's, it's well, and also it's a just too. also just like take the penalty away for a second. Sure. Just you you have the first down. You don't need to extend the ball out yep. and think about how much time is on mm-hmm. the clock right now. Yep. It's eight minutes. Yeah. Just get the first down. That's it. You will then be on you the have, two yard line. You have the best dual threat quarterback yeah. the game may has may may have ever seen. Yes. You're going to get in the end you zone. You don't from need the to one. extend the ball out. Yep. If you already have the first down, you now have four chances in eight yep. minutes to get it in there and tie the game. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, the the other thing that's really interesting when you listen to Bill Belichick too, and this is this is one of the conversations with the new coaching hires, and we'll get into the uh, the 49ers uh, Lions game probably in the in the next hour because uh, I kind of want to sit on this for a second. But it was it was interesting. 
I think it was Cowherd because it was it was dumb. Uh, but the idea of offensive and, and defensive head coaches and how, you know, offensive head coaches are winning games and defensive head coaches are doing this and offensive head coaches are doing that. When you look at Bill Belichick, he's a defensive head coach. But the way defensive head coaches are great is you have to understand both sides of the ball. Like that's the like the great head coaches and one of the things that I was reading about Mike McDonald going to the Seahawks as a head coach, it was actually from Leslie Frazier who was just hired as I believe their defensive coordinator. Mm. Um but they, he was talking about how when Mike McDonald was coming up through the ranks with the Ravens, he was a defensive uh, uh, assistant of some sort, and talking about how well he understood situational football and what the offense is trying to do in every moment so that he could then set up the counter. So his job, he was assigned to figure out third down blitzes. Like the, the whole thing was third down, here's the down and distance, figure out whether or not we should blitz and what how we should attack the offense. But just going through and going, how well do you understand the offense? And if you don't understand what the other guy is trying to do, like Bill Bel- Belichick is doing that situation, it's like that's that. then you stay a coordinator. Yeah. But if you can figure it out, that that's where gr- head coaching greatness comes from, is going, all right, what's everybody on the field trying to do right now, and how do we attack it? Well, too, I mean – you remember the uh, the uh, the purposeful offsides the Ravens did at the end of the game. Yeah, because they knew that first intent. It didn't matter anymore because we had, yes we had we had the conversation. So they had the, the it was first and five. Yeah, and but they were like just go offsides and then and they'll get fifteen spin. yards and it'll reset at first and ten. And who cares about field position? Yep. They're trying to run the clock out. Yeah, so you, who cares? Have it, they have to go. Yeah. They have three downs to go five yards or yeah. they have three downs to go 10 yards. But yeah, we had an argument at my house and I was like, that's 100% on purpose. Yes. Why would you not do that's that? That's an incredible yeah. thought yeah. that I'm sure they had. And we're like yep. somebody for, or maybe it was just John Harbaugh who looked yeah. and was like, Could, oh. somebody get off size. And Roke wants, of course, gets was like, okay, you got it. Boom. He lights, him up. <laughs> he lights him up. Yeah. You, Cause you could have just gotten the five yard penalty. Sure. And still would have reset it. But just yeah, walk across of there. Of course they get 15. Yeah. Just walk back there and just push somebody. Yeah. Or just like even at the start of the count, just like just stro- normal, just yeah, there. very normal. Just go walk. back there and put your arms around Patrick Mahomes and just be like, give him a hug, okay, yeah. and just be like, "Hey, up, man, man, how's how's life? Yeah. How's how's being a dad? I know you have a dad bod. Yeah, yeah. What's How are up? your kids? Yeah, no, tell me. It'll be fantastic. All right, we'll get into the other game. We'll get into the Super Bowl matchup. All kinds of things for hour two. But before we get to hour two, there's something that we like to do around here that is um, greatness. Uh, Epic? Eh. Uh, mediocre? Eh, it's a segment. It's a thing. It's a thing that we do. It's called Good versus Evil. We'll do it next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the... What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. But what happens is when you hire a defensive-minded head coach in modern-day football, you better be bringing a fantastic offensive coordinator, offensive-minded person with you. And Dan Quinn, that's going to be like the number one I guess step that he's going to have to take is who's going to be that offensive-minded person. 
There's top futon sales man in Washington County for 2018, Dan Orlovsky. The Washington football team has hired Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn as their next head coach. That leaves Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, and Mike Vrabel officially without head coaching jobs for this next NFL season. Quinn was initially thought to be the front runner for the Seahawks position, but that was filled by Ravens former defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. Does Dan Quinn fit in in D.C.? Uh, he's taking over for Ron Rivera, so it feels like more of the same in Washington. Felt like a lateral hire. Didn't yeah, it? it really, yeah. It really does. I mean, uh, listen, the the idea that he needs to bring in a big football brain to run, run the offense—that's exactly what we were just talking about. Um, he did have Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator uh, when he was in Atlanta. That got him to a Super Bowl. So I, I I don't know that it's a better move. It feels like Ron Rivera uh, 2.0 in Washington. So. I don't know. Uh, the one thing that I will say uh, to your comment about uh, Pete Carroll being on the outside, I suppose that means he stays as the advisor in Seattle, which uh, to me uh, yeah. would be would be a good thing uh, for Seahawks, especially transitioning from the oldest coach in the NFL uh, to the youngest. So, uh, yeah, Dan, Dan Quinn uh, being the top of the Seahawks list, I'm glad that he's not in Seattle. Um, and Washington continues to be more of the same. Salah, Aaron, everybody over there knows that next year, when they made the decision just to punt on this particular season, four plays into what they were trying to build and have happen, next year is, if they win, all this doesn't matter. There's human embodiment of a monster energy drink, Pat McAfee. Now let's talk about the Jets and the dysfunction they're currently rolled in, roiled in rather. This week, The Athletic posted an article which spoke with 30 sources in and around the team. They discovered the defense was frustrated with the offense, and the offensive players were frustrated with offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. It was also reported that Zach Wilson barely heard from or talked to Aaron Rodgers once the narcissistic fruit loop tore his Achilles. Will anything change for this team next season? I love that he was the most inspirational player on the Jets, too. Voted he got on the award. By players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Voted on by players. Aaron Rodgers, most inspirational player. Uh, more like, we'd love to have you back next year, Aaron, because uh, Zach Wilson is not a good quarterback. Also, turns out Nathaniel Hackett might not be a good offensive coordinator. Uh, it was amazing to see how good the Packers were once they were able to install Matt LaFleur's offense this year and Nathaniel Hackett may have been getting credit for just letting Aaron Rodgers do whatever he wants which worked when Aaron Rodgers was good at football uh, but now Aaron Rodgers is not good at football well it's coming off of an Achilles injury and four bad seasons Keanu has made three bad seasons going into two. it. So I'd be very surprised. You can't count this last one. It wasn't a season. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, oh. it's two. Well, that's what I'm, try- that's what I'm trying to do. Because he, he ran out with the American flag. Do you remember? When it was, was the really last patriotic. Time, when was the last time Aaron Rodgers was good at football, I guess, was my question. So, His MVP season. Which was? 2020. You've been a while. So, yeah. So there hey, you go. Two, you really, two, two yeah. bad seasons, yeah. a torn Achilles, and a dysfunctional franchise. I yeah. think it all ends well. Yeah. I think, look. First of all, you need to be careful how you speak about Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I because there's listeners who care a lot about him. Yeah, and about his legacy as a man. By the way, they've never met him, um, and also he you lived need to, for a little while. They might have met him. You need to understand it was really moving when Aaron Rodgers, who has actively worked against the United States' interest in suggesting that the United States put out findings of UFOs so that they could cover up 
sexual molestation charges against a person. The, the government did that. Yeah. It was really inspiring when he ran out with an American flag. Yeah. He loves America. Yeah. NFL fans are really effing stupid sometimes. Well. And it makes me hate them to <laughs> no end. You know what I like to That's do? That's it. You know what I like to do when I watch football? What? Is separate the people from the game. And just oh, go, really? let's, see, let's see how the game goes. I'll, yeah. I, I'll be entirely honest with you. Because if you go into it and go, all right, who are the good guys? Who are the bad guys? Let's try to root for them. Uh, yeah, sometimes though, they're so, really, really, I really, really you underfeeling. Can I'm with you. He's been immunized. It's like we're sitting up here and we, we're saying, oh, it's unfair. But to be honest, no one is screaming Greg Popovich in the San Antonio Spurs because the number one factor was was because of load management. So at the end of the day, we're talking about something that they have made this bed and they have to lay in it. Right. There's a man who I still don't understand why so many people dislike, Kendrick Perkins. The reigning MVP, Joel Embiid, got hurt this past week during a game against the Warriors. At that point... He only had a five-game cushion to miss before being disqualified for consideration for the NBA MVP. That is under new rules. Now, it's all but certain he will probably not win the award as he was diagnosed with a lateral meniscus injury in his left knee. Are we already reconsidering this MVP rule, the 65-game threshold? No, I don't think so. I mean, Joel Embiid is a very, very important player. There are other candidates available out there that are going to meet the 65-game threshold. If you get to the point where the top five candidates aren't available, yeah, let's go. Let's let's uh, let's start looking at adjusting the rule. But there is a guy uh, in Denver that had, what, his 15th uh, triple-double of the season last night and just makes game-winning shots and makes the big play when you need to. And, oh, they won the championship last year and has a couple uh, MVPs already. So, yeah, Joel Embiid was playing on a track where he's deserving. But let's see what happens with the Philadelphia 76ers without him. And, uh, and hopefully, if you're part of that organization, you're your fan or whatever it is, hopefully he's healthy for the playoffs. That's the most important thing, not another individual award in the regular season. Yeah. Right? Who cares? I think. Oh, no. I have to get back. I have to rush back for the injury so I can win that award. It's important to him. He cried when he won it. Yeah, well, he should. It's an awesome award to win. Good for you. Too bad your team and franchise is terrible. Okay. It's time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from Malaysia. Oh. Here's your headline. Mother jailed three years for splashing boiling hot water on her son after catching him watching porn. <laughs> what? Okay. So splashing doesn't sound like a little bit in this situation. That That's might true. not be the right Splashing adjective. sounds like a cup of water. Splashing like, like yeah, like, yeah. like oh, whoops, I accidentally yeah, yeah. splashed some hot water on you. Or like when you dip your fingers in it, flick it at somebody. Like a, a little splash. Sure, yeah, perhaps. I'm thinking she threw a pot of boiling water on her uh, uh, masturbating son. <laughs> <laughs> I just When you it, say that sentence, it just, it, t- it brings it home. What's yeah. the true meaning of the story? Well, is. I'm thinking like like she's she, like she spots him doing it. It comes in like in the act. Here yes. comes the boiling water. This is this is what I'm picturing. I'm gonna tell me if I'm wrong. Well, okay, you're correct. But here's the thing. <laughs> I want to know. So I painted the right picture. Did she come in, see him behind a door? Yeah, and then snuck back to get the boiling water. And then water. go yeah. Bo- yeah. because enough yeah, of a pot of boiling up. water. Yeah. I mean, how long does it take to boil water in a pot? It, I, 
about five, seven minutes. Well, she could have been close to getting the macaroni and cheese ready for him. Oh. Boy, maybe the water was already boiling. Uh, but either way, she saw him and then went, oh, oh, this will not stand in my house. And whether she went and boiled the water or the water was already boiling, she didn't let him know that he was caught until she hurled boiling water on him. And at that point, if he's uh, mid-act, that means uh, his naughty bits are exposed. And that, uh, I imagine, probably resulted in some... Scarring? Yeah. Yeah, not just not just emotional scarring. Some actual physical scarring. Yeah, he... Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, He's going to have you got some thing, skin grafts and stuff. Some intimacy issues Yo, moving think, forward. You think? Because anytime he decides to do the deed, He's going to have like a PTSD ringing in his head of like, so, when's the water coming? I'm waiting for it. Do we have like injury reports on this? Do we not like. You want an injury report on the guy? He's going to jail for three years. I can't imagine that he got away uh, uninjured. Because I'm guessing that this was then followed by a trip to the emergency room uh, where they're like, oh my goodness, how did this happen that this poor boy's genitals have been now burned? And she's like, well, I mean, he was, you know, touching himself. I can't let that stand. She is believed to have been angry that the boy, second of five kids, (laughs) the boy, had used her phone's internet data to watch (laughs) pornographic videos. She's mad about the data. I mean, I kind of would be, too. Okay. I don't know. Anyways. If I didn't have unlimited data. Sure, but you do. Which I do. Okay. For for what purpose? I'm a high roller. For what purpose? Unlimited data? Yeah. I think you know. Okay. So. I get lost a lot. All right. Let's I need pick to up pull on my maps screen. up. <laughs> where am I? Ah, that's where I am. Yeah. Found, oh! my, found myself. There's my house. Yeah. Ooh, I got to close that tab there. Some porn <laughs> up. Um... Yeah, I just this is uh this is just the worst thing that could happen as an adolescent boy watching those videos. I can't think of a worse possible thing. Well, and and to except the mo- for like your house blows up, but even then maybe yeah. you don't even realize it. This. <laughs> well, and and here's here's the thing uh to to mothers that are listening. Use ice water. Come on. Yeah, it's cruel. But it's not, it's not torture, right? It's not, it's not going to scar them for life. It might get them to stop and go, "Hey, listen, now all your stuff is wet, and your junk is cold." <laughs> That's the worst case scenario. Versus, there you've been scalded. You can never touch it again because both your hands and your stuff is all burned. Maybe worse would be like a wild animal. Got into the it's house. Just a wolverine snaps yeah. in. Yeah, I'm not talking like a domesticated angry dog. Uh, yeah, like a wolverine or like a bobcat. Like gets a bobcat it, gets in the house and just mauls you, and you live. And but the, you were in the act. The honey badger comes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's probably worse, but hmm. not by a lot. Three years the right punishment here. Three years. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like she got lucky. I mean, that's assault. I think if you throw boiling water, if I threw boiling water on you here, yeah, I think I get like five years. Okay, like that's so three years assault, light, light, yeah. light punishment. Yeah, it okay. seems all right. I don't know. Plus, yeah. she has five kids. There's a part of me that kind of understands. <laughs> she just Dude, lost. She has mind. five boys. 
My parents had five kids. There's four boys. None of us yeah, got that's, boiling but, water thrown at but, us. But, you know, we're terrible. Like, up until, like, our mid-20s, we're awful. Yes, I understand we're that, but none awful. of us got... We stink. I Yes! We're into the stupidest of things. Yes! We eat disgusting yes. food. All of the things that you're saying are true. We don't listen. Yes, all of the things. All of the what? All of the things you're saying oh. are 100% accurate. I I got your joke that you weren't listening. Very funny. But Wait, yes. what? I know. What up? What do you <laughs> say over there? All right, that's your good versus evil. It's brought to you by friends at 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. Eat their food. Don't throw it at anybody. Just eat it. Was it J.R. Smith that threw soup at somebody? Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't throw... At a team dinner. Yeah, don't throw soup at people. Don't throw hot liquids at people. Just get your 808 Hawaiian food. Eat it. Enjoy. Have a great time. Uh, oh, maybe you can eat it while you watch that flag football game tomorrow. <laughs> Point a flag football game. Uh, website ate oh atecom Two locations: Woodside, Burnstock, Burnstock, Woodstock, Burnside. Eat it today. Uh, eight oh eight Hawaiian Restaurant. Uh, hour two. When you get into that Forty uh, Niners uh, Lions game, Lions had a big lead, and then <coughs> oh, excuse me, uh, they didn't win it, and uh, and now we've got a Super Bowl matchup. That is kind of what hour two looks like. Plus, the Blazers are great now, so uh, we'll try to sneak that in uh, past Will. See if we can make that work. Mm. Hour two, Center and Saint next. Center uh, 1080 Buffet. Mm -hmm. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 